the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's right. There's nowhere I'd rather be every night of the week, especially on Friday. It is Friday night. I'm in a good mood tonight. And y'all don't ask me why, because all this nonsense, this insanity going on with the United States government and this warrant that was we we saw the warrant today. We saw the goods. And what we saw was them digging. I mean, it was practically a prostate exam over Donald Trump's life. Wanting to go back four years to 2017 and everything he saw in every document he saw. It's insane. So much so it's got me almost almost giddy, almost giggly tonight because I just can't even deal with it. But I'm glad to have you guys with me tonight. Our man DJ Potato Skins is out for the night. He's taking a three-day weekend. But we got return of the Mac, the Mac Daddy DJ Jalapeno is in the house with me. Okay. Um, wow. I don't even know where to begin. This is just absolutely extraordinary. Um, you know, on Monday, former president of the United States private home was raided as attorneys not allowed to watch or observe, uh, including the closet of a former first lady. Uh, we, we have had far worse things happen with, uh, the former secretary of state and even Barack Obama himself, who laundered $1.7 billion to Iran to f- help fund their nuclear ambitions to wipe the U.S. off the map. No investigation there. No raid of his home there. No raid of Barack Obama after he denied security requests and actually refused to send help to eight Americans that were under a terrorist attack in Benghazi on 2012. But no, no, we got to raid Ma-a-Lago and take out photo books. Here's what we know of the warrant. Um, basically what I just said, that they wanted any record of it, it, all physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime or other items illegally possessed in violation of federal statutes. And the warrant re, uh, reads um, records created between January 2017 and January 2020, um, as as Breitbart put it. In other words, had Trump written something down on a napkin, federal officials were authorized to raid the former president's home to capture it. They literally took photo albums. They took a document related to a pardon that he granted, I believe, to Roger Stone. They took, hmm, gee, they took they took documents that supposedly were classified. You know what was not mentioned anywhere in the warrant or anywhere in the receipt of documents taken? Anything related to the words nuclear codes, nuclear weapons, nuclear information, nothing. Yet that's all we heard last night for hours on the media. All we heard. The most important information that was missing today, because the warrant, as everybody's already talked about today, is absolutely a scam. Absolutely a scam. Talk about fruits. Talk about, how do they put it, fruits of a crime. Let's talk about... Um, you know, um, what's the, what's the legal expression? Um, uh, there's a, there's a legal expression that has to do with when it comes into court, you're not allowed to present evidence that's, um, fruit of, of a poison tree. 
right? Isn't that what happened here when you have this magistrate who was obviously handpicked, who obviously has a conflict of interest with with Trump because according to his own admission, he recused himself in Trump v. Clinton because he said he had a conflict of interest and he couldn't be impartial, yet that's who signed off on a search of a former president's home. Fruit of the poisonous tree. Isn't everything that was taken here fruit of a poisonous tree? In fact, it dawned on me on the way in. Fruit of a poisonous tree. What's more poisonous than the, the, the Department of Justice? I seem to remember a friend of mine, and I texted her on the way here. I, I, I'm like, I seem to remember you wrote a book about the, the Department of Justice years ago called License to Lie. Who remembers that book written by, by my friend Sidney Powell? She literally wrote a book years ago about the, the called License to Lie about the Department of, of Injustice and how people that were directly, the, and, and, and she was talking about different cases because she wrote the book before the Russian collusion hoax, but everybody that she documented in her book that was using their license, their law license for the government in an, in a way, uh, in an abuse of power, target against either individuals or, or companies ended up and who all should have been disbarred actually were brought in by Mueller and were part of the team to take down Donald Trump. In fact, Sussman, who we all know was, was um, one of the lawyers who was actually finally one of the people Durham indicted, actually uh, his protege is Lisa Monaco and she's now number two at the DOJ. So the DOJ corruption's been going on for quite a long time. Um, we don't have the affidavit. And so that, that corruption involves Merrick Garland. So reread License to Lie, by the way, if, if you have a copy of it and, and you read it before. Reread it because everything that Sidney talked about in that book is absolutely what's in play today, including the fact that they withheld the affidavit. Why, wouldn't, why didn't we see the affidavit? In terms of who, who, who instigated this, that's supposed to be the probable cause. Let me tell you why I think they didn't release that and why they lied last night and said that, that they were there, that he had, he had stolen nuclear information. I think they had to go at this point when nothing that they've they've done so far worked, whether it was crossfire hurricane, Russian collusion hoax, the Ukrainian whistleblower, um, the the January 6th impeachment. None of that worked. And then because it didn't work, they, they're looking at at his his continued success, the power that he has on the campaign trail, all of his picks are just killing it out there every primary, and they're thinking, we've got to stop him. I know how we can ultimately stop him. we got to go back to the intelligence community investigations. We can't have it be, we can't have it be a regular criminal investigation. One of the reasons why, when you look back to Crossfire Hurricane, when you looked at the Russian collusion hoax, when you look at the Ukrainian whistleblower hoax, they were all a part of, every one of those investigations was specifically utilizing the intelligence community. Because when you do an investigation, when the U.S. government does an investigation involving the intelligence community, there's different rules of the road in terms of um, how you get evidence, wh- what evidence gets presented, who it gets presented to, who gets to see the evidence. In other words, by now going back and once again making this be about some type of intelligence investigation, some type of intelligence crime, they get to, they get to hide anything related to this from the American people. They get to avoid the constitutional protections that you typically get in a criminal investigation. 
And that's what's at play here. Plus, here's a sideline benefit when it comes to it being a part of an intelligence investigation, a classified intelligence investigation, and they get to allege that you've committed a crime, even though Hillary Clinton clearly violated the Espionage Act. James Comey on July 3rd, 2016, actually came came out and said, yeah, she she committed all these following crimes, but no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute her. She clearly violated the Espionage Act. She was caught sending 25 SAPs through an unsecured server and and operatives had to be yanked out of the field. Um, So, you know, um, not Hillary Clinton, when it comes to an intelligence operation intelligence investigation she gets a pass even when there's actually national security threats involved with donald trump they get to say that oh it's it's he's a threat to national security he can't run for office again and in fact right now it's even more and i've been telling you guys this for a while this is more than just stopping him from running for re-election that's the low-hanging fruit that any analyst and anybody can 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 come up with from an explanation i said two weeks ago they were going to indict him right now a grand jury has been impaneled and grand juries are secret so this is all about using the intelligence community, the intelligence apparatus, intelligence investigation, so that they can have it all be secretive. They can push out false narratives through the media, convince half this country that he is a treason, a, a treasonous traitor who deserves to be executed. We already have people in the mainstream media and even a retired general in the U.S. military suggesting that Trump be executed. This is very serious, what's going on in the United States of America. It cannot be overstated. Um, uh, there's, and there's very few in the media that are actually being uh, honest. And, 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 and what surprises me on the regular basis is Jonathan Turley, who actually is a Democrat, a far-left liberal, who actually spoke on behalf of Donald Trump in the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment, who said that that was absolutely an outrageous abuse of power that Donald Trump had every right as president of the United States to have a phone call with the president of Ukraine and ask for an investigation that involved United States corruption. You know, I've got lots of good friends in the Republican Party, particularly here locally. And, you know, and, and I like to support them. But I, you know, you know, my allegiance is to this country. And unfortunately, we are where we are right now. Because of the Republican Party, because every bit of the abuse of power that has gone back with the FBI and the DOJ since even before Trump came down the escalators, but in particular when he did, they allowed this to happen. They know every bit of how deeply entrenched this FBI is and why they need to be abolished. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But they also know how deeply corrupt this Department of Justice has been and have done nothing about it. God bless Marjorie Taylor Greene who came out today and said, I just filed articles of impeachment against Merrick Garland because his abuse of power and targeting American citizens for strictly because of their politics is not something that should be tolerated in the United States of America. Where is Senator Mike Lee, the one that all of these conservatives talk about should have been, uh, you know, should have been nominated to be a Supreme Court justice because he's such a constitutionalist. He has been nowhere. Where's Ted Cruz? Those who, uh, quite frankly, Marco Rubio has had has been probably the strongest, even more than my friend Congressman Andy Biggs, and talking about what an abuse of power is going on with the United States government and how we're no better at this point than Venezuela or North Korea with this happening. 
the entire Republican Party, everyone in office, and I don't care how low level of an office holder you are in the Republican Party, you should be on record today supporting Marjorie Taylor Greene for that impeachment against Mayor Garland. And you should also be saying no more of this crap about when we take power, we're going to hold investigations because you all sat there and let Christopher Ray spit in your face and say, I ain't got more time for this. I got to go on vacation. When we come back, we're going to tell you not only why the FBI needs to be abolished, but in specific details on how it can be. Because we can no longer let our Republicans or, or any official tell us why the FBI needs to continue as an institution and that they can't be abolished. So stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. For the break, we were talking about this, uh, the obvious. I mean, what else is anybody talking about today besides this raid on Mar-a-Lago? Except in San Diego, we're talking about the other raid on the San Diego Padres with this 80-game suspension on Tatis. But we're going to save that for later. Um, this segment, we're going to be talking about the FBI and the reason for why they need to be demolished. Real quick, though, there's a hilarious article out on The Federalist. about 20 things the Fed probably planted in the boxes they took from Trump's house. And I don't have time to read all 20. I'll hit a few throughout the show tonight. But (laughs) one was a glossy eight by 10 of Vladimir Putin with I love Putin scrawled across the front of the box (laughs) with a black marker. Another one was cocaine from the Hunter Biden evidence shed. Just a couple. (laughs) <laughs> okay, got, got to get serious, though. Get back to the serious topic. I want you guys to hear from, it's not just me. People can characterize me as a crazy, oh, conspiracy conservative. Look, I've been paying attention to this and the abuses of the FBI and the DOJ for a long time. In fact, I'm going to share with you an update of the abuses by the FBI locally and what went on in Michigan, because there's a trial right now, another trial involving the fednapping plot of Gretchen Whitmer. Um, so there, you know, if it, those of us who've been really delving into this and paying attention and doing the research on the FBI know that, the, that it's not salvageable. It's not savable. We're not allowed to question the FBI. We've got Mayor Garland coming up saying, how dare anybody ba- how, question the FBI? Reminded me of a quote uh, today that said, um, look, look at who you're not allowed to crit- look in order to determine who who controls you. Look who you're not allowed to criticize. If the FBI was operating on the up and up, they wouldn't be defensive. They wouldn't be trying to tell us we're not allowed to speak out against the Stasi organization. You want you want more evidence about the FBI basically being a hired hand of the Democrat Party and order ultimately. And what are they doing ultimately trying to control our elections? Denying our civil right. If if we don't have elections in this country, then then we are no different than Venezuela. How is this any different than what's going on in these other third world countries where we've got some underground jackboot of of an organization controlling the outcome of our elections? Even worse, they're not even doing it just by stuff in the ballot box. They're doing it by trying to plant evidence and persecute and prosecute innocent Americans. Case in point, what they did in the fall of 2020 in the FBI at the local level in Michigan was to cook up a phony kidnapping plot of Gretchen Whitmer, and then they wanted to and planned to do the same thing in Virginia, and it was all meant to be an October surprise. Well, the first two guys that were, were um, prosecuted, they ended in a hung jury, and now the uh, the third, they decided to con- to retry because, of course, you know the federal government's not going to stop this because what they tried to do was say, look at these toothless white supremacists. This is Donald Trump's people. In fact, Gretchen Whitmer 
actually did campaign ads in October of 2020 to try to continue to push out the falsehood that there was a kidnapping plot by a bunch of Trump uh, domestic violence extremists against her. So the FBI is not going to let this go. So here's Julie Kelly, who's done the majority of the heavy lifting in terms of uh, the FBI and what's going on with January 6th, as well as other other ways in which they've used local areas to try to um, plant evidence against Donald Trump. She's uh, reporting on what's happening in this latest Whitmer trial. She says that one of the one of the informants was uh, admitted that a female FBI informant slept in the same hotel room and same bed as Barry Croft, the informant's target. Um, under cross-examination, and the FBI agent couldn't say if this was against FBI policy handling informants. Sometimes informants have to play along, he says, and they also smoked pot together. The FBI agent admitted it was an illegal activity that can't participate in that. So basically what they were doing was sleeping with these with these guys that they rounded up, getting them all drugged up, and then recording them and getting them to say kooky stuff that they could then uh, try to charge them with a crime. Um, the, a text from the FBI handler to the FBI informant says, keep working to solve the differences in the group, show them they were brought together by Croft and he has good ideas. Um, basically this was nothing. They took a bunch of potheads and manipulated them and pried them with pot and sex in order to get them to say things that they wanted them to say so that they could pretend that there was a, a kidnapping plot by Trump, uh, deranged extremist, um, To the degree that they also planted evidence. Remember how they said the FBI doesn't plant evidence. Julie Kelly is reporting, according to the in the trial, the defense attorney said the Facebook page that all this was going through was created by the government. We put in a record today that showed that Steve Robeson, FBI informant, created the event in Wisconsin that you're going to hear about. This entire plot was cooked up by the feds. Robeson who we were just referring to, was a convicted felon a few times over who the government now claims committed two other crimes while working the hoax. He was paid 20 k to work the hoax, and he organized the militia conference in Ohio a week before the Floyd riots to bring the group together. He hosted numerous excursions, recorded hundreds of hours of conversations. She goes on to explain about this FBI agent, Richard Task. He was the lead investigator in the case. He was fired after being arrested for assaulting his wife in a drunken rage after a swingers party. Um, he's the same guy who was caught posting anti-Trump hate on the social media while Trump was president. The two agents in charge of the primary format were also removed from the case amid scandal. One was moonlighting and using his position at the FBI to gen up business, and another was accused of perjury in a separate case in order to target a disabled Vietnam vet in Virginia to cook up the same plot against Governor Northam. And, quote, the mission is to kill the governor specifically. You follow what went on there? This is the FBI at a local level. And the special agent in charge of that Michigan office is now in charge of the D.C. office and in charge of the January 6th. I had to read through that pretty quickly because I'm about out of time in this segment. I'm going to post these on social media. You need to be following Julie Kelly. Basically, what went down in Michigan is the special agent in charge and some FBI agents, all of which were crooked, all of which had been involved in other kinds of crimes, got a bunch of informants, infiltrated a group, pried them with 
with um, planted evidence like Facebook groups and stuff and pride them with pot and with sex to get them to say what they wanted them to say and video so that they could pretend that Donald Trump uh, had all kinds of militia groups around this country trying to kidnap governors, which was not true. All of which to try to stop Donald Trump from winning in 2020. The FBI needs to be dismantled. I will share with you guys later on in the show how that can happen and what it would look like. And it actually is absolutely very doable. But now we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears because it's Friday. And we're going to bring in my buddy Bob Walters because he's going to share with you guys the latest in what's happening in schools and with kids across the country. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show on AIM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. And welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday. Y'all know what that means. That means many things, but it also means Bob Walters, our education contributor here. Call sign Don Quixote. Glad to have him with me every night of the week. We it, the couple weeks we were having to go back and forth between Thursdays, and people were like, "Fridays means Bob. Where's Bob at?" I got text messages from people a couple of weeks ago when you when you were on Thursdays, and people were like, "What's up, Bob?" So I'm glad that you're back on Friday tonight. You got to keep it here on Fridays for at least a few weeks. So I'll try harder. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Great with you on the on the FBI. I appreciate it. All right, my dear. Um, we've got our, you know, we've got problems where we. <laughs> it's like we got the FBI that needs to be completely dismantled. We've got the Department of Justice that's just as corrupt. Um, but I would say that that in in spite of the the focus this week on on Mar-a-Lago, what's going on with the FBI and the DOJ, our education system and institutions are equally corrupt. And so that's why I'm glad to have you back tonight, and you can share with everybody the latest and what's going on. Okay, well, I've got some good news first, which uh, is always good to hear because it's a sign that the public is rising up against what's been going on. Um, A couple of points of good news. Um, First of all, public service loan forgiveness program, which Biden uh, acknowledged when he first came into office, is coming to an end. Oh. And in California, $819 million in student debt has been forgiven. (gasps) I don't know who's going to pay for that, but that's what he did. In other words, the public service uh, people or anybody who worked for the schools, went to work for the government, uh, public service people, they got a loan forgiveness. I, I didn't know fully the extent of that two years ago, but I guess that's what it ended up to be. We are $30 trillion in debt. The average American right now can't, aff- can't even afford. The reason why gas prices are going down is because demand has gone down, Bob. People can't even afford to, f- to feed their kids and drive to work. And, and, and in part, the, the inflation is driven by the big spending and the $30 trillion in debt. So I know let's make it worse by, by uh, forgiving $819 million in debt for people that have jobs with the government. And when people have jobs with the government... Um, there, it, it used to be that if you worked in the public sector, you made less than your private sector counterparts, but you got you know better benefits in terms of sick pay and stuff. Because my mother worked for for the government for forty years, but now it's the reverse. You got a job in the government, you're cu- you're cushy, man. It's cush. They don't need to be. They're not the ones that need to that need a break when it comes to you know expenses. This is outrageous. It is really. I agree. All right, well, then you got 18 states who now have banned biological men from competing with women in sports. It went from uh, 16 to 18 in the past week, so it's good progress moving in that direction. 
Well, that is good progress, but uh, you know, it, it's still shocking to me that you know we we kind of got you know. I know Barack Obama said it was what fifty four states, fifty three states. Um, it's not that many, but it's certainly way more than eighteen. I mean, ha- you know, we got to get to fifty here. I agree. I'll keep us posted. Then you got twenty two states who are suing the federal government to stop their quote gender affirming rule, which is set to control federal money for school meals. Gender affirming means if the school does anything that forbids or limits instruction on gender changes, trans, transsexual life, uh, sex blockers, whatever, mm-hmm. lose their money from the federal government for the lunch program. So 22 states are suing the federal government to have that rule eliminated. Well, you know, the, the thing is, is that I don't, why are we, why are we taking money from taxpayers and then redistributing it back to schools from the federal level? We don't need to be doing that anyway. This is the problem with what, with why we've gone from a republic of states to a centralized system of power. We never needed the Department of Education. We never needed to give the federal government any power over our schools. And we certainly don't need to be taking money from citizens in Des Moines, Iowa and, and, and sending it to schools in New York for yep. free lunches. I mean, it's, our schools are supposed to be dealt with at the local level. And that includes everything, including any food programs. And that way, and that way, see, the, and the reason why the federal government wants to do this is because they want to use the, the, the money from the feds as a way to control what's happening in the states, like what yep. is, is taught to kids. And the solution is not, in my opinion, is not even to sue the federal government. It's to say, you know what, we don't need your money. We're not going to take your money because we need to control what is being taught to our kids in our schools. Absolutely. I agree. And we're working on that part of it as well. And the president of charter schools just announced that the enrollment in Orange County schools is up by 7% from last year. That's a good kids, more kids leaving the public schools going into charter. Definitely. Yeah. And Oklahoma now requires that all students, male and female, provide affidavits proving their biological sex before they can join any team in any sport. Ooh, this is where? In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, okay, so that's interesting. So the it, this is across the entire state. Yeah, it is, and it's for males and females. They got to prove with a certificate that they are bio- what their biological sex is. Now, what, what's the purpose of this? Is it because of sports? What what is this? Because of that the controversy of males playing in female sports. So they they went the other extreme, really, but it's good. I think that's- it is good. Every in every sports player has to prove biologically are they male or female. Yeah. Okay. So is it every sports player or every student? Every sports player. Every sports player. Perfect. I think that's a great idea. That we need to. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, I guess. I guess all they need to do is show their birth certificate, right? Yeah. Uh huh. But the, probably right. Case. Now, the, the crazies in other states are going to go, they're going to start anticipating this. And I think in California, did we already in California, ha, don't, didn't they add a third uh, choice of like non-sex or something? I need to Google that. Last year. They did last, last year? Yep. Do you remember what it is? Is it like... Oh, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's sex is considered X. Uh, X. <laughs> You're X. Female or X. That's insane, Bob. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then you got West Ada School District in Boise, Idaho, 
has issued guidelines as to what teachers can display in their classrooms. American flags and state flags are okay. Any other flag which is used to portray the individual belief of the teacher cannot be put in the classroom, like Black Lives Matter or any of these other groups. This complies with their new content neutral rule that they put in play last month. Okay, I like that. That's so good. keep keep your personal crap out of the classroom. People don't put their kids in school because they're interested and in, they want their kid to, you know, hear about any any teacher's particular personal stuff. I agree. Right. Then you get <clears throat> Grant Park Christian Academy sued the federal government to not have them follow the LGBT policy, including uh, receiving money for school lunches. They won their case. So... The court has ruled that, in fact, if a religious school does not have to follow the LGBT requirements of the federal government. Good. It actually is good. Yeah. That is good. Winning. I like that. Yeah. Little by little. Well, yeah, because if you've got a religious school, I mean, typically religious schools have a tuition, right? I mean, it's like these are these are private institutions, people paying yeah. money for that because they've got an expectation. I like recently, I think you reported that there was uh, there was somewhere in the country um, where I, I think was it an archbishop or, or a bishop who found out that a Catholic school was was flying a, a pride flag or something and said, "Get that down, or you're or you're not going to we're not going to consider you a Catholic school and part of the Catholic Church." Yeah, it was about a month ago. Yeah. Anyway, a new rule for Bullard High School requires all students must have their cell phones locked away during class, similar to what was required at Phoenix Secondary Academy in Fresno. Some parents have opposed this, saying it cuts down on the ability to contact their kid during crisis. But the administrations of these schools wrote back and said, parents, if you have an issue or a crisis, you contact the school, we'll get a hold of your child. But otherwise, the cell phones are locked up. Yeah, they, they should be locked up. Um, I, you know, I managed to go to school without any cell phone at all, Bob. I know. <laughs> you know, tech. You know, technology is. And if I if I had to do a Ben Franklin and say balance the pros versus the cons in terms of technology in in society, I'd say that on balance, it's it's a net con in my opinion, in terms of what these devices have done. There was a time in which we were able to make it all the way across country and treks, and I was able to navigate jobs and when I was traveling with, with a map in my car and no phone. And you know what? I managed to make it safely, and, and, and now um, the, these devices are just used um, by bad people to indoctrinate. and or, or even if it's not that, kids get addicted to these games that are going yeah. on. They're designed to addict, just like social media accounts are designed to to, to addict. Um, it's just an distraction. And yeah, so I like that idea. That should be a policy across the country. I agree. And you got a college enrollment is dropping, which is actually good news, in my mm-hmm. opinion. 63% immediately enrolled, enrolled in 2020 in California, but 70% did so in 2018. The perceived benefit of college is dropping, and kids are weary of the cost. Maybe it's time to do trade schools and encourage them to join the military as an option and stay out of college if they're not qualified for it. Well, absolutely. You know, when, when what I, there's, it's just constant bad news coming out of colleges and universities. It's almost, it's, it, and and what, and I'm not even just talking about the indoctrination. It's just, 
all of it. Well, when I was growing up, it's like, you know, I always wanted to go to a big university. I wanted to go to LSU so bad because it's just so much about, um, it was exciting to me because, you know, everything that I was exposed to was about the academics part of it, also about the culture and also about the fun and the football games. And, you know, in America, when we talked about going to college, if you look back at some of the movies and um, even Animal House, I mean, college college was, you know, looked at as growing up as a kid as, you know, exciting, an opportunity, a way to, you know, increase your income earning potential at the same time of making friends. And, you know, the left, the left has ruined the experience. They've just completely ruined the experience. Even they've even ruined it for Democrat and liberal students, right? I mean, they've turned them into nothing but a bunch of whining, crying, miserable, you know that that and what and what we ever what we don't hear anymore in this country about going to college to become an engineer and how great that is and what you can do with that or going to college becoming a doctor or a lawyer. Now it's you know it's all about go to go to college so you can learn how to you know do a Black Lives Matter rally. You know it's like you know it's like there's nothing positive anymore about it. I agree. It really has come a, a full circle the wrong way. Yeah, totally the wrong way. I mean, who remembers the back to school movie with Rodney Dangerfield? You know, they don't make they, they don't make movies anymore showing how great it is to go to college and showing college kids being normal and not acting like snowflake crying, you know, you know, idiots. So and and not to mention the fact that ultimately, though, fun aside, going to college was was really always an, an opportunity for me to increase, you know, my earning potential because I came from poor people and parents that became Marines. And, and everybody knows that that's not what it's about anymore. And why go why go and put yourself through what's a, mainly a miserable experience now to come out with three hundred thousand dollars in debt with a, with a degree you can't use? It's really bad. It's bad. So, well, well, we're going to take a break. We come back. Do you have? I'm pretty sure you got some college crazies for us on the other side of the break. So, y'all stay tuned. More with Bob Walters coming up. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, rounding out hour one, finishing up with our buddy Bob Walters, aka Don Quixote. All right, my dear, keep us going. What else you got tonight? Well, I get some other. A lot of this is kind of bad news. Internationally, the U.S. now ranks 125th in literacy, and recent polls show that only 54% of Americans 16 to 74 read below the sixth grade level. Oh, my gosh. 16, what was that, 16 to 74? Yeah, age bracket range. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's how bad things have become. No, it's terrible. And meanwhile, we're spending more money. We've got more money going to schools than ever in the history. And 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 this is because they're not interested in teaching history or the three R's. It's all about the the the, the threes of of communism: CRT, equity. You know, um, I don't. You know, go on. Well, okay. Then you got something else going to shock you: the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, uh-huh. points people to transgenderism and teen sex websites. These are at the direction of President Biden. These subjects include sex change surgeries, sex ed night, drag culture, multiple genders, as well as advice on how to have oral and anal sex. It also encourages parents to accept their child's decision on sex change. you got to be kidding. Wow. Doing this? That's how, you, uh, that's how this section is reaching all the departments of this government. 
Well, yeah, um, you know, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, is pushing children to have sex. Um, Wow. You know, have oral and anal sex. Yeah. I mean, where's the FBI and the DOJ raiding the homes of whoever cooked that up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just really pathetic. You got to be some kind of pervert if you're sitting. You got to be some kind of pervert if you're sitting around at the CDC coming up with that kind of crap. Seriously, you, you really are. And of course, a lot of it's coming out of Biden's administration and his people. Well, yeah, Biden didn't even know where he is, man. I don't know if you saw that video of him the other day. Tried to ch- shake Chuck, Chuck Schumer's hand twice in the matter of like five seconds. You know, yeah. you know, we we don't have. We've got a bunch of unelected communist running this country that nobody knows who they are i agree he couldn't even put his jacket on a few days ago his uh, wife uh, up. <laughs> crazy <laughs> okay the lack school discipline is bad for teachers the new dis- restorative restorative justice system is to replace suspensions and other disciplines because they really haven't worked so the liberals say and it's a password to jail Two-thirds of the teachers in poor districts say such disruptive students should not be allowed in class, which disrupts the learning of those who want to learn. Mm -hmm. Teachers feel like hostages in an experimental program that is not working. It's not. Well, right. I mean, that's from the duh file. I mean, you've got got undisciplined kids, you know, disrupting uh, the class. Nobody can learn, right? I mean, you know, just like they shouldn't have have technology like handheld like cell phones when they're supposed to be paying attention to the teacher. Those should be locked up. You know, if you've got somebody that's causing a disturbance, yank them out of there. Yep, I agree. And even the African-American teachers feel more strongly on this than white compadres. Schools they contend do not make up for students' unsuitable home lives, drug addiction of parents, insufficient health care, poverty, or neighborhoods where violence and profanity are rampant. Well, yeah, because, you know, um, while at the same time that, you know, the left is pushing to not, you know, to shove parents out of the way when it comes to schools, um, so many parents have, you know, for a long time have just basically kind of abdicated their parental role to the schools as well when, it, you know, and leave the discipline expecting the teachers to handle and become the parent and dis- and teach their children. And teach their children some discipline. And you know what? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, you know, at the same time, these teachers complaining right now, I kind of don't feel that sympathetic with them because, you know, not having parents out of the picture and giving the control of the kids to the schools has kind of put them in this position. We've only got a minute left, Bob. Okay. The teachers union filed a labor complaint against L.A. Unified School District over the addition of of four days this school year to help students catch up on the pandemic. Just four days in the whole year, and the union is threatening to go on strike because this is being required of them without pushing <laughs> it. got to be kidding. They had how long off, Bob, where they didn't have – I mean, you reported here that with this in-home learning, I think 30% of students never saw a teacher. These people had quite the long extended vacation, and they made it clear up in L.A. that they weren't going to go back until they got Black Lives Matter demands met. It never had anything to do with public health. It's crazy. All right, we the kids.us. I'm wearing my we the kids gear tonight, my hat, my shirt. Go there, get some gear, figure out and learn all about them and how they can help your children. Bob Walters, we love you. Thank you for being here. We love we the kids as well. Stay tuned. Hour two is on its way. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.